Hey everybody, welcome back. I am Joe the Widget. It is star date 77349.8 and this is Rook. And this is Archon coming to you from a galaxy far, far away. Yeah, you can't tell I'm, I'm recording with a bunch of nerds. <laughs> yes, we're nerds. Deal with That's it. That's why we do this show. All right, guys. So, yeah, if you didn't guess, we're going to be going into our main topic today will be the Star Wars and Star Trek. I don't know, I don't really want to call it debate because we'll get into why it's really not a debate. No, 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 no. It shouldn't be. It's it a is debate. a debate, and there's a reason why it's a debate. And I might not necessarily agree with why it's a debate. <laughs> There's your debate. <laughs> in show. All right. So we're going to talk about a couple little things we have going on. A little bit in the news, which we're going to get into that first before we get into anything else. So, uh, Rook, why don't you uh, start us off with the news, man? So we are in no way affiliated with these guys, but uh, I saw some good deals uh, while I was going through one of the nerdy sites and uh humble bundle has some good deals on graphic novels uh from dragon age and uh mass effect from dark horse comics uh you can get a good bundle for like 18 bucks Um, humble bumble humble Humble bundle (laughs) i can never say their stupid name right they used to have these like once a year they do these massive video game pack deals and that was years ago and i completely forgot all about them until you brought them up for the show oh yeah and they also got for our D listeners they have uh, a D 5e bundle going on right now too so uh if you want to want some good deals on some graphic novels slash comics and some D stuff check them out uh i liked what i was seeing so far uh on a sadder note because there's a lot of people out there that i've heard that actually like this show um, apparently, it's been announced Young Sheldon is ending with Season 7. I do like this show, and I have followed it. I'm a huge Big Bang fan, and so I, I had to watch Young Sheldon. Mm-hmm. And I'm halfway through Season 7 right now, and... Or 6, I mean. 6. <laughs> yeah, so Season 7 is what's been announced, uh, that it seems like it's probably going to be ending with Season 7. Sadly. And because this is our Star Wars Star Trek episode, I got one more thing. What were you going to say, Joe? I said, I think um, Big Bang Theory ended around season seven or eight. I don't Uh, remember. I think they went longer than that. I thought so, too. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure that they ended on like season 10 or 11. Somewhere around there. Uh, Season 11. Okay, so I was way off. Yeah, such a fan I am, huh? (laughs) <laughs> oh, sorry. I'm off. Season 12. I, I watched every episode of that show at least twice. And I can't remember the season count. Yeah, the final episode was May 16th, 2019. And then uh, final news I wrote down was... Uh, so NASCAR and Columbia teamed up uh, together to make an interesting Star Wars-themed car wrap and suit. So I'm not a fan of the driver. Um, for specific reasons I will not get onto on this show. But Bubba Wallace, the number 23 car, uh, they wrapped his car with the paint scheme of an X-Wing, which looks actually pretty cool when you look at it. Um, his helmet is wrapped to look like the Rebel Pilot helmet. And the, f- the fire suit that the drivers wear looks like a Star Wars flight suit. <laughs> they went all out on that. It looks pretty cool. Uh, yeah, I don't give a, a a hoot about NASCAR, but I like that idea a lot. Oh yeah, it's I I will I, I just keep gawking over the paint scheme of this uh, car. It it's awesome. <laughs> That's it. I need to get that wrap so I can do my car in it. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, that'd be kind of nice. <laughs> I'd rather have I'd, a tie fighter wrap though. I just happened to notice on the uh, car it has a DoorDash sponsor. So, uh, that'll be interesting, getting a DoorDash delivered in an X-Wing. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine your DoorDash being delivered by a NASCAR? <laughs> that'd be funny. An actual NASCAR driver, yeah. That'd be So, how how was your guys' week? Uh, I mean, I had a pretty good week. I'm not gonna lie. Uh, one of my favorite games of all time, Super Mario RPG, came out on, uh, on Switch, they did the full remaster, and I am very, very happy with it. They did, they a, did a phenomenal justice? job. 
Oh, they did a phenomenal job. I honestly think the Switch version's better. Which is really hard to say because I love that game so much, but they added a couple really cool quality of life features. They paid homage to the original game as well. Like, uh, one of the things they did is they made it to where, like, every time you switch screens, it autosaves. And it says, or if you want to do the traditional way, <laughs> the old school way of it, you can always save on one of these save points, like original and stuff. So it's like, it's pretty cool. They like pay pay homage to it and stuff, but they also like changed a few things and added a few cool features and uh, the graphics are just amazing. So good. Saying so good. Switch and amazing graphics don't usually go hand in hand, but I'll take your word for it. Well, I mean, it's not like PlayStation type graphics, but it's like it's it's really it, it's we're comparing to the Super Nintendo here, so <laughs> oh, yeah. there's no comparison on that end. I mean, yeah. our phones do better than that. Exactly. So, I mean, the graphics are very, very, very much better. Um, a lot of things that used to be pixelated in the game, you can actually tell what they are now, and <laughs> it's just it's 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 very very well read. Very well done. Is it a new story or is it just a remastered? It's it's a remaster. It's the same game. Oh, it's a true remaster. Yeah, it's just a remaster with with new, um, like a few new features and stuff like that. Like you can do like you have like a a little team gauge as you're fighting. Every time you do like a perfect hit or a perfect block, it makes your team gauge go up. And once it gets to max, you can do like a team attack. And it changes depending on which lineup you have going on, things like that. Just just little little things, and it's pretty cool. One thing I really like that they did with it is when you do the timed attacks, instead of just doing more damage, it does more damage, and it like kind of spills out into the other enemies too, and it does damage to everybody instead of just the one you're attacking, which is kind of cool. Yeah, I really like it. It was really well done. In fact, I liked it so much that I bought it on Friday when it came out, and I beat it just a little while ago today. <laughs> there you go. Took me two days. <laughs> but, yeah, it's really good. Um, other than that, uh been working my butt off all week with uh, Widget on our Minecraft server. We've been making a lot of progress. Um, we're Y'all almost... still ain't done with that yet? Oh, gosh, not even close, but it's we're getting never almost to the point done. where... Yeah, we're almost getting to the point where we can start letting a few people come help us beta test. I would say that even next week, or as you're listening to it, it'd be this week that we might start letting a couple in. We'll see. All of our systems are in place. With Thanksgiving and working working this week, I don't know. You don't have to be there for people to go in there. Yeah, but I got to be there to finish the things that I want to finish first. But yeah, um, I also spent a very large portion of my week uh, working on my house. If you've been following the show and following us on Starfield Raw as well, you'll know that I've been working on the, the a visual overhaul of the outside of my house. It's, it's a huge, huge undertaking, and I've been doing a lot of like sanding and painting. And I'm done with that with what I can for the year now because now it's getting too cold. So just waiting for the the our my guys to finish up the siding and then. It'll be as far as I can get it this year, so. Hey, yeah. at least you get a break. Yeah, I get a break. They mm-hmm. still got. They, they said that they should be done by next weekend because they're going to work a little over the holiday as well. So, we shall see. But once it is done, I, I'll post a couple pictures up in the in the Discord. So if you're in the Discord, you you'll see all the work that's been done. So before and afters. Very nice. But yeah, that was my week. What about you, Rook. Captain's Log Supplemental. I attempted <laughs> to get the San Diego Comic-Con tickets, or badges, rather. But sadly, with the queue of me having to wait over one hour of estimated wait time, they sold out. Those punks. <laughs> yeah, I yeah, really so wasn't I, expecting us to get them, but I was still hoping. I wasn't. Oh, next time we should all three try. Yeah, jump I don't on know why we didn't all three try. Like, yeah, that was silly. That was silly. We should. But I'm definitely going to uh, try again next year. Um, we're we're going to try again next year. But there's always LA Comic Con. I'm still planning on going to that. So uh, probably buy those tickets next week. Yeah, we've been talking oh. about bringing a little portable recorder and then doing interviews on site and then releasing a little special episode. 
with those yeah. interviews and and things that we talk about during the, the con itself. So that should be fun. Me and Widget need to sit down and actually have a discussion about that so we can work out all of the uh, technicalities <laughs> on it. Oh, you There's not much technicalities. You hit play. You hit record. <laughs> How are you? Time. I mean, it's, it's like, what, <laughs> two weeks away? Come on, guys. <laughs> yeah, it's two weeks away. We got time. Get your ducks in a row. I've <laughs> uh, been reading a while... I don't know why I've gotten into this kick, but I've been reading and watching a lot about the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and more so the animatronics of the 90s movies because it's just crazy about how much work they had to do to make that look as cool as it does. All right. You opened a can of worms. And um, I really do like the first two movies because one is dark which is what I really love. They kept true to the comics because the comics are dark. But the second one was lighthearted to offset the darkness of the first one, which actually works to me. I don't like that you say the first two movies because I really enjoyed the third one as well. I know no. the third one was not like the third <laughs> one as much, but I did like the third. I, I like the old time traveling, go back to Shogun days. Like, I enjoyed that. That was, it was fun. It, it was, it was a good concept and it was good in theory, but the way they wrote some of the stuff just, they could have cheesy. played more into certain things. It was, it was cheesy. I enjoyed it. I'm a it huge, was... huge Ninja Turtles fan to the point was to the point where my uncle took me to see the first movie in the theaters when I was nine or ten, and I went and started martial arts a week later because of it. And I've been doing martial arts ever since for over thirty years, and I have now five black belts because of Ninja Turtles. I love collecting their paraphernalia. I have a couple of the original comics somewhere in the toys. That I just but everybody thinks of the Ninja Turtles based on the cartoons. Nobody realizes just how dark the comics were. They are. Yeah. Yeah, and they tend to yeah. go into a little bit about a little bit into that with the <laughs> most recent movies. But yeah, people didn't like them because of their faces. Uh, there was. Um, I don't think it was necessarily their huh? faces. I had a problem with it was the fact that they made them like jacked. Like, they made them these big old massive bodybuilder turtles. That, the, that oh, was yeah, the comics. Oh, the new ones, yeah. That was the first comics were like the, that. The artwork looked more... Uh, the artwork from the 80s, 90s com- cartoons and the first movies matched more with the comic design than the new movies. Have you seen the original comics of the Ninja Turtles? Like, the original yes. series? I actually watched and, them drawing it. I have However, the two of them. I will tell you that I have watched all the movies, I've seen all the cartoons and stuff, and I will say, without a shadow of a doubt, the newest Ninja Turtles movie is the best one they've made. That's that's my opinion, but the one that was, I, I believe it was directed by Seth Rogen, it was phenomenal. I have not seen it yet, and it's been driving I me nuts, so I gotta see it. Absolutely loved it. I wish there was more going back to the uh, source material versus sticking along with the kid-themed works of it uh the goofy material i I like the darker stories well they're supposed to be teenagers so i mean that's why the first one that's why the first 90s movie works so well is because they're still teenagers but it still has that dark side to it and not a lot of light side i had to add that Otherwise, otherwise yeah we opened a can of worms (laughs) (laughs) i go off on these turtles man Man, I've, it's just been a really busy day at work. So, haven't really gotten a lot of time to be nerdy because I'm tired. <laughs> go ninja, go ninja, go! Yeah, all I've been really doing my entire week has been on the Minecraft server, other than taking care of my dad after his surgery. And I'm getting so back and ingrained into it, it just it sucks my soul out into it. And mostly it's been a lot of background work this week. I've been watching Archon build his awesome little mage town and village and getting all that set up. And I'm sitting there trying to do all this background stuff. (laughs) But honestly, I may complain about it for for fun and kidding around, but I actually enjoy doing it. I love making the systems work. Like I got today, I even, I got all the bosses up and running. I got the sub bosses that are randomly generated with, with random skills and stuff like that. I got them working today. I got a lot done. 
I think I fixed the skills yet. I don't know. I don't have any testers for it. I'm not. I, I, I'll play Minecraft. I'm just not. It's not something that piques my interest that often. Was that even necessary to even say? That's because yes. you haven't played on our server. Because our he server said, wow. Minecraft. <laughs> our, our server is not the typical Minecraft. Not even. Yeah, it's a lot. I like it better because of all the other. Although the RPG aspect of it makes it a lot better. I mean, for those who like to play Minecraft can still do that, but there's a lot more added to it. A whole lot more. I think it's more the artistic style of Minecraft. Because I tend to have a lot of headaches, and when I stare at that screen for too long, it gives me an even worse headache. Okay. Well, anyway, I, uh, I, I did start my own village, which I spent the, literally the last entire two days building and designing and i'm really proud of it happy where it's turned out getting quests in there and getting i already have the npcs and shops built getting a dungeon set up for it and um yeah i think the server is ready to have the systems tested mostly the classes there's a lot i need to test and get that fixed Uh, they should be working as intended but i don't know we'll find out so your village has the people it has the village people in it yeah all the village (laughs) people I'm gonna now. I'm gonna have to go in there, and I'm gonna name three NPCs: Y, M, no, four. Y, M, and C, A. Yeah. Just spell it differently. <laughs> uh, okay, this is gonna make my my son freak out a little bit. I started watching My Hero Academia. Figured I never never liked anime. And I I figured I should start trying it out again. I don't know why I picked that one. I just did. I, I can't do the ones that are um, sub subtitles. I can't do that. I had to do the the voiceover. So I, I found the you one that has it. Yeah, I have to do dubbed. I can't do it the other way. And I have a big complaint about animes. This is what always drove me nuts about them. And I've watched three different ones recently. And I can't remember the two titles, so I'm not going to say them because I don't remember. They have, two of them have a five and a half minute intro song. That includes My Hero. Mm-hmm. My Hero has the first part of the show, a recap of what happened from the last 10 minutes. And then it has a 15 minute outro so this 30 minute episode is 10 minutes of actual story progression it drives me insane that's i used to watch dragon ball z and i remember it's clear as day the episode always starts with last time on dragon ball z for 10 minutes and then you watch goku start casting a a kamehameha and he gets about halfway through it, and then it's like, next time on Dragon Ball Z, will Goku cast his the, Kamehameha? The, the, problem with, the problem with anime, especially Dragon Ball, they'll have one fight scene last 15 episodes. I've seen because One Piece do an entire season minutes. for one fight. Yeah, because it's only, what, you get five minutes of the fight per episode. And then it'll cut off to care like a little side story of characters you don't care about. And you're like, get get back to what I'm waiting to see. I don't want to wait five more days. Come on. In real especially life, with mo- especially with modern streaming, you think they will get rid of the recaps? Yeah, I have watched it. Like there there is ways you can watch it, like on Crunchyroll and stuff like that, where like you can watch it as one continuous story where there is no breaks and stuff like that. And literally, the Dragon Ball Z saga is like seven seasons or something like that and like mm-hmm. you can watch the whole like frieza saga which a lot of people like you can watch that whole thing in like an hour and 10 minutes and it's like three seasons long but you can mm-hmm. watch it like an hour and 10 minutes without the one thing i gotta say about anime though is that they do normally have very good story when you can suffer through two-thirds of the show being garbage mm-hmm. and only one-third of it being actual content there was my favorite anime that i watched with my my kids which I cannot for life me remember the name of it right now. It's about these people who get trapped inside of a VR world and they can't get out and they're dead to survive in it. Oh, Sword Art Online. Sword Art Online, thank you. That one actually had a lot of story progression per episode. Now, if they did anime where they had, like, modern TV where maybe two minutes total intro-outro combined and the rest story arcing, perfect. I would love it. I get into it. The art style's fine. I, I don't... One thing about My Hero that also got me was that they did a lot of still frame. So if you watch the actual episode, most of their the screens are still frame of them making those those goofy, stupid faces. And then a couple little bits of animation in between. So it makes it look like it's fluing, but yeah. <laughs> you gotta be careful because you're gonna piss off a lot of people because oh, uh, that's one of the top animes out there. Well, I'm not see the thing is though, the story <laughs> of it is actually really good. I got to the point where he got in to the school and I liked mm-hmm. the progression. I liked the main hero. Um, <laughs> not the main hero, but um, 
what was his name? I can't think of him. But anyway, he turns into this little scrawny dude and only can turn into this big hulking hero every for only two or three hours a day. Mm. I like him. I like the progression. The characters are awesome. But it's just that little other things around the, the story that irks me. Now, there are some animes out there where they actually don't really do a recap of the previous episode. One of them I'm watching right now is I've got cheat skill in another world. And it uh, changed me in the real world or something like that. I can't remember the name. They, they have really long names. Um, but they don't really do huge recaps, if any. More like just a couple minutes. And the rest of it is actual story. One of the ones I've also been watching, it's like some weird name, like how to pick up a girl in the dungeon or something like that. And the hero, his character drives me nuts. because he's And it's a very common trope in anime where the main character cannot talk to girls, is scared of girls, will run away from any girl who looks at them. Yeah, so that's it. That's all. That was my week. My rant. (laughs) Before we get into the whole Star Wars and Star Trek thing, I want to give you... I want to bring something up. I found this interesting article, and it was called The 15 Forgotten Video Game Consoles, and I did forget about a lot of these, even though I know what they are. I just want to hear your guys' thoughts on it. Like, the first one they brought up was the SG-1000. It was one of Sega's first systems if not their first and they released it back in 1983 did you guys ever have, hear of that one i have never heard of that one i just googled it to see I have not uh, only heard of it but i have seen one in person we used to have um i used to work for a pawn shop and we had a guy who would bring in a lot of stuff and he had a massive video game collection and he would bring those in all the time. We had almost his whole collection in the pawn shop. I've played on an SG-1000, and it was doomed from the beginning because they it, they released the same time as the Famicom in Japan, which is the NES. And it was that's what, that doomed them from the, right from the beginning. Yeah. The Atari XEGS 1987 is one of Atari's predecessors to the 2600 and the 5800. And it flopped massively. <laughs> I'm mm. looking at it. It looks like it's a wannabe. It looks like it's just a keyboard that has a controller. Yeah, I never understood why they did the keyboard thing and why they had a gun attached to it, but nothing else. Wow. I think how technology has changed. <laughs> and it was the one of the first, very first systems that was backward compatible with its old systems. You could actually play 2600 on it. It released in 1987 for $159. Mm-hmm. Which that was Jeez. a lot of equivalent, money back then. Equivalent yeah. to $410 in 2022. But our modern systems are way more expensive. Well, not way this more, but they're, they're more. Yeah, not really. Not a, not a whole lot more. I've only seen this one in a glass case at UCLA. Action Max, 1987 release. Don't and I've you. never actually played on mm. it, and I didn't hear about it until I saw it and read and did some research on it. And it I was have, a VHS tape console. I, I have never seen this one. And they, yeah, it was, uh, it was nowhere. And the Gold Star GPI 1200, 1994 by Philips. Gold Star what? The Gold Star GPI 1200. And it, huh. it didn't do anywhere. It was like, it was made by Philips. And it was mostly just a CD player, but they could do games on. Oh, that's probably why yeah. I can't find it. <laughs> And they had one of their titles was called Brain Dead 13. And it, their big selling point is it was a portable gaming machine. Mm. It didn't do anything. They, I think I they made a few hundred. It's not been a very big selling point because... The, C, the Capcom, Capcom CPS Changer, 1994. And it was mostly for Street Fighter and Final Fight. I've never heard of that one either. Oh, this one. Uh, you guys should know about this one. I played this one a lot when I was a kid. I didn't own it, but I had a friend who did. The Neo Geo CD, released in 1994. SNK was actually a pretty big competitor for a little while Mm -hmm. in the early 90s, and then they kind of flopped off the market pretty quick. Let me see here. The Tiger R-Zone, 1995. It was Tiger's handheld uh, gaming device. If you look at the pictures of it, it's it's funky. It's a wristband, it looks like, with Mm -hmm. the controller. It's headgear. What? You guys should know about this one. The Atari Jaguar CD. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah oh, yeah. That was one of Atari's last machines. Again, a huge, huge flop. Game.com, released in 1997 by Tiger Electronics. And they had a popular commercial that came out for it. 
Um, but it, it just didn't go anywhere. Another one of those handhelds that was trying to compete with nin- with a Nintendo, mm-hmm. and met that 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 uh, wall known known as Nintendo <laughs> for her portable gaming. The Nintendo sixty four DD nineteen ninety nine. It was an add on to the Nintendo sixty four. Yeah, I've seen them, but I've never played one. Yeah, it could have been huge. It just didn't take off, and the price point of it wasn't worth it. It was just bad. How about the Nokia Engage? Came out in two thousand three. I actually own this one briefly, and it I believe it was a phone as well. Yeah, because I had it for the phone capability, and it was a handheld gaming machine that had phone capabilities in it. The Gizmodo two thousand five. This one I have honestly not heard of. The Gizmodo um, two thousand five. Yeah, and all the article says is that that the story of the Gizmodo is such a comedy of errors that its existence could justify a movie or documentary. It was supposed remember. to, yeah. It was supposed to blend um, phone and basic gaming concepts together, with including cameras and GPSs before the age of smartphones. Early two thousands, there was a few of those. Yeah, the Mattel Hyperscan two thousand six. Mattel. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they had um, games based off of The Last Airbender, uh, Nick Extreme Sports, and they even had um, an X Men fighting game. Here's another obscure one. The Zebo came out in 2009. It was a gaming console from Brazil, and um, they couldn't import video games. <laughs> and it just it tanked. Well, that when you make a gaming system that can't import video games, that kind of is what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. The Oya from 2013, and it oh, was yeah. a Kickstarter campaign, and it's like a little cube. Little tiny cube, um, and it's supposed to utilize smart mode, uh, smartphone technology and port it to your TV. The idea was interesting. It made the Kickstarter campaign was successful, but it never came out. Came to be. So yeah, that was it. I'm the unknowns. I had, I had one on my list. I had one when I was a kid that was also very, very. I did not know. I did not know another single person who ever owned one, and it hmm. was a Nintendo Virtual Boy. Oh yeah, I oh, wanted one so I bad. I've used one before. I had this tennis game for it, and that was about it. That was the pack-in. Yeah, that's all I had was a tennis game. I remember that very well. I remember going to the game stores just so I could play it on the demo booth. Mm-hmm. It didn't do very well. No, it, it, it flopped. Very long. It had like one or like I, maybe a handful of games for it. And it yeah, released, I believe, with hard. eight games, all vector-based, all red and black. Yep. Yeah, and that's why I think that's why it didn't uh, do well. Is well, that and it caused massive headaches and various other health I, issues. Yeah, that red and black and the way they had it set up just wasn't good. But if you can get one of those still in the box, they are worth a fortune in the collector's market. Oh yeah. You know how many things I had as a kid that nowadays would be worth a fortune if I still had it, and it drives me nuts. I wish I still had a game. <laughs> Original Star Wars toys that I sold to buy my first car. Uh, my brother used to have all the original Star Wars toys, and he was really, really bad about never wanting to play with anything, always keeping things in the box. They were in perfect condition in a trunk in his attic, and their house burned down. Oh, no. Oh. Yeah. I had, the, I had the full-sized toy Millennium Falcon, but it had that little handle on it with a trigger. Yeah. I was an idiot getting rid of that stuff. Yeah. Between... Magic cards and and Virtual Boys and Super Nintendo games that I used to have that are worth a fortune now that I wish I still had. And I want to get my hands on one of the most expensive video games ever made in the collector's market, and that was the NES's um, competition ROM. So yeah. when they had that Nintendo Power competition back in the 80s, they had a special game. The, um, uh, what's it called? It was a game pack that they used for the competition, and it was the silver ones are, are worth a lot. They're worth like ten grand, but if you get the winner, got a gold copy, mm-hmm. and those are worth the money. Those are worth an absolute fortune right now. Gosh, I can't remember what that thing's called now. Uh, I got I can't remember yeah. what it's called, but yeah, that thing that game's worth a fortune. Or like Donkey Kong, there's like a Donkey Kong Country Tournament Edition one that is worth a fortune as well. Any of those rarities like that that were one-offs, they uh, yeah, yeah. They, they are hard. They're collector's items. I've always wanted to start my own little gaming collection, and I have like a, a man cave 
full of all the old consoles with little TVs set up for all of them. Yeah, that's in the future. All right, guys, let's get on to our main topic of the day. We're going to talk about Star Wars versus Star Trek, or Star Wars and Star Trek. But first, let's get into the main difference. And I know that Rook is pretty good at explaining this, so I'm going to let him take the lead on it. All right, so the main differences. There's there's a lot, and um, the biggest difference is the style that they are. One is science fantasy. A.K.A. Star Wars. A.K.A. Star Wars. It's fantasy all the way. Star Trek is science fiction. It's And it's hard to really relate the differences if you don't know that there is a difference between fiction and fantasy. Uh, Star, Star Wars is science fantasy because you have your magic. You have your stuff that won't ever really be um, plausible. While Star Trek, it's more based in the science. You can see us leaning towards that direction with our technology, especially with the way our technology is rolling these days. Um, that's more... Those are the biggest differences. Um, the way they feel their ships is different. Uh, the way the species interact is different. It, it's completely At, different. Star Wars... Star Wars actually has a aliens that don't look humanoid. Well, there's I've seen plenty of Star Trek that doesn't like that too. But. Most Star Trek is humanoid, and they actually explain it in the next generation. Star Wars and Star Trek are so yin and yang, it's not even funny. Um, Star Trek's about peace and exploration. Yeah, there's war aspects in Star Trek, of course, but its primarily core is about the exploration and and discovery type thing. Well, Star Wars is, in the name, it's about a massive war. That occurs over generations. It's a space opera. Yeah, it really is. I love them both, but for completely different reasons. Plus, I mean, Star Trek, the way they portray it, it it's something that happens in the, the... Distant future. Way distant future, whereas Star Wars happened a long time ago <laughs> in a galaxy far, far away. So, But we know exactly how far in the future Star Trek happens. I'm excluding Discovery after season three. Um, Fair enough. <laughs> and Star Wars, we don't know how far time in the past. We just know it's a long time ago long time in a galaxy yeah. far, far, far away. See, what I thought you were originally going to say is um, the biggest difference is one of them is really, really good, and the other one is Star Trek. <laughs> oh, shots See, fired. You, oh, you also can't, can't compare their technology. No, you can't. It's completely different. And they, they made the Star Wars technology look old for that very reason. It's far in the distance or far in the past. And what makes them different is in Star Wars than us is the fact that they found a power source that allows them to do these things that we can't do. Yeah. Uh, and, and the thing is, is a lot of people, when you debate less knowledgeable people that have only really paid attention to the Star Trek series and not actually read into the Star Trek lore... They think the fact that Star Wars uses items called lasers. And there's an episode in TNG where they talk about how the enemy ship has lasers and they all just laugh because it won't even hurt the whole of their ship, let alone get through their shields. But if you actually do the lore and you read into the lore of the turbo lasers and the quad lasers, they call them lasers... But they're actually more plasma than they are lasers. Yeah. And and a lot of people don't realize that. And so they could go toe-to-toe -to -toe with each other. So it's possible. But there's it's differences on how they describe how things work. It's differences on how they describe religions. It's differences how they describe cultures. Star Trek tries defining cultures in a quick method while... Star Wars expects you to read into the lore of what, what you're seeing on the screen, and they don't really explain them hardcore on a lot of the cool cultures. Yeah, there's a lot of Star Wars that is based off of book and, and background writing versus what Star Trek does. I mean, Star Trek has tons of series out there that goes in, and just watching all those, you can see the different forms of, of the story and the lore being built from there from all different points of the storyline. Or the timeline, I mean. They jump all over the place. And one thing I'm going to ask later on is what are what mine and Jeremy's favorite series of Star Trek is. 
and then what our favorite Star Wars movies and series is. I have a favorite Star Trek series. No, you don't. Um, you don't like Star Trek. <laughs> I, I have a favorite Star Trek series. Yeah, it's, it's like you saying prior to the show that we don't like Star Wars, which isn't true. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, listen. You, now, you, you, fall, you fall in one of two categories. You're either a Trekkie or you're a Star Wars. That is nerd. untrue. That is and, untrue, and now I'm going to wear a Mandalorian what? outfit painted like the Star Trek uniforms. <laughs> you, that's, that's absurd. <laughs> that's absurd. I am a big fan of both, and like I said, for various, very different reasons. I love the uh, adventure and the exploration and the science behind Star Trek, and some of the stories and how they develop their characters in the series is, is just phenomenal. Like, Next Generation, love it. I'll touch uh, into that after you're done. Yeah, the Star Wars is the action, the the mysticism, the fantasy of it is what draws me into it. They're completely different animals, and they are technically, all technical aspects, two different genres. True. Uh, All right, so think of it this way. Star Wars, this big, epic galaxy that you have, and you're focusing on how all the cultures of this galaxy are coming together to dictate how the galaxy is going to turn out. And then you got Star Trek, which sits, <laughs> which sits there and focuses on character development. The uh, what's the word I'm looking a for? A lot of emphasis on the crews and their. Uh, uh, yeah, the human fact. The, I'm going to use human, even though they're not all human. But the human factor of the character factor, the racial factor, whatever you want to call it. But that factor, they focus on more down to the minute stuff there. And not the big overarching. Yeah, there's an overarching universe that things are happening in, and wars and stuff. But there, it's more about the characters. Like Deep Space Nine, they talk uh, during the Dominion War. The Dominion War is this big thing going on. But you're looking at how Captain Cisco or Commander Cisco sits there and almost violates all his principles to get revenge on this one guy. Um, or the episodes with Janeway almost violating her principles to do something. I forgot what it was. Now my <laughs> mind just went blank. But, Voyager. yeah, and Voyager. Um, but in Star Wars, you're, yeah, you got the Luke Skywalker. You have the Mandalorian. You have all these. But it it's more about the overall arching picture of what's going on in the galaxy versus that little people. Like, if you watch the uh, original trilogy, it's you have Star Wars going out with rebels fighting the Empire. Yeah, you see the smaller details of some of the characters, but every time they mention these smaller characters, it's about the bigger picture. It, it's a complete difference on how they, well, it's like I was saying, what they focus on. They're completely yin-yang in almost every aspect of it. Mm-hmm. You know, I think the only thing that really ties them somewhat similar is they both have spaceships. They will take place. <laughs> Even though their spaceships are completely different in every way imaginable. Although, when it comes to fuel sources, I don't know which one I believe more, Star Trek or Star Wars. <laughs> yeah, that one's a tough one, because obviously we don't have the technology or the material to do anything like either of them, but... Mm-hmm. So that that's where the science fiction really comes into play. Yeah. And you don't hear a lot of nerdy tech jargon in Star Wars like you do in Star Trek. Oh, yeah. Star Trek, you hear it every episode. Star Wars, it's like, oh, I know what a hyperdrive is. It's easily explained and all these different things. <laughs> yeah, but to be fair, if you take one Jedi versus the entire Starfleet, the Jedi is coming out on top. I disagree. Yeah, I would I have to agree on that too. And, <laughs> and the reason why is because there are, and you said the entire Star Trek? The entire, the entire Starfleet versus the one entire, Jedi. There are so many different species and Starfleet that have so many different mental abilities, they can fight back against the Jedi. But, but yeah. then again, you got to remember... Dolphins are a very intelligent species and actually operate on the Enterprise. Yeah. I forgot about that. <laughs> and all a Jedi has to do is wave his hand and say, blow up your ship, and then they, they blow not up. Not necessarily. Ship. No, not well, really. I guess I guess let's say let's say the entire okay. Starfleet versus one Sith, because a Jedi, to be fair, now, would be fighting the against reason the why I don't Sith. 
the reason why I don't agree with that is because even Star Wars ships have self-destruct and you don't see them doing that. Yeah, which is a plot hole. They, they, they can be <laughs> a lot of okay. what you're saying is a plot hole. Here's the plot hole, the biggest plot hole ever. Why do they have to arc their shots in space in Star Wars? Yeah, that makes zero sense. <laughs> Part do. of the reason why I don't like the final Man, where trilogy. Where do they arc their shots? Uh, was it uh, Retur uh, Return of Skywalker? It was... It yeah, there was, was a big hoopla about it, too. Yeah, it, it was the one where Leia gets sucked into space and survives somehow. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. It's <laughs> the Force, man. But, let's be honest, neither of them are hold a candle to the scientific expanse. <laughs> Set your phasers to stun! Ah. Oh, really, really, really? Every Star, every Star Wars episode I've seen on TV, Bad Batch is shooting uh, the stun setting all the time. At least with Star Trek, the stun setting looks like the same beam. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. Well, you gotta keep know, in mind, man. Starfleet's a about peace and exploration, so stunning is going to be a major role in their rules and their their mm -hmm. their society. Well, Star Wars, it's about a war. <laughs> you don't you don't go stunning in war. I can't right. argue that. <laughs> Let's talk know. about series and movies. Let's start off with Star Trek because we're going to get into some fun with the Star Wars. I guarantee you that. What is your favorite? Let's say your top three Star Trek series, Rook. Uh, in order of how I like them, it's, ironically, Strange New Worlds, The Next Generation, and this is where I get the toss-up, because it's either Deep Space Nine, or it's Star Trek Picard minus at season... No, yeah, Star Trek Picard. So it's, those two are at a tie for third for me. Um, okay, so you're talking first, second, third, right? Yeah. Jeez, you were almost identical to me, man. <laughs> and the thing is, is yeah, while Star Trek Voyager is awesome because it's a Starfleet ship lost in space doing its own thing. And it um, did things outside of normal Star Trek. Yes. And it was a lot about Discovery, which gets a but lot it had way sometimes. too much Q. That is very true. <laughs> exactly. like, way too much it, involved. Out of every Star Wars, or Star Wars, Star Trek that I've seen, it had more time traveling and time uh, stuff going on. And the queue was like every other episode, it seemed like. So one um, thing about Star Trek that always drove me nuts was the ultimate alternate dimension stuff. That's mm -hmm. why I really couldn't get into Discovery because it right immediately went into that for almost an entire season. And I just could not get past it. It drives me nuts when they do that. Now, some of them do it because it's just easier filler yeah, um, for budget. But even, see, Discovery did it for a full season. All the ones that have done it, like... Uh, One episode. The original, the, the original series, uh, I don't... Did TNG do it? I don't remember if they did. Um, no, they didn't. Um, they did once. D, D Space Nine did... Um, see... What uh, the next generation did it once, but it was in the movie, wasn't it? It wasn't in the in the actual show. It was in the movie that they. No, they the, went uh, back in time, in the movie. Okay. Yeah, they, they went the back in time, and yeah. so you got to meet uh, Cochran and all that. Oh, they went back in time twice. The whales and there was an episode uh, Next Generation that did the delve into an alternate reality, and I cannot remember which one it was. I want to say it's around season six or seven, somewhere in the middle. I can't there was, remember. Okay, so there was the one where Picard's jumping through a lot of different timelines, but that was all good things. That was the final uh, uh, episode, two-part episode. One of my favorite episodes in Next Generation. Oh, I'm not going to do that because that's going to go on a whole different tangent. Mine definitely is Strange New Worlds is my top. I've always, I feel like that is what Star Trek has always been meant to be. Mm -hmm. With the character development, with the, the discoveries, everything about it is just Star Trek. The way it should be. And, um, it, and it makes me really, really, really like Pike. A lot, right? He's my favorite captain. Yeah, I was getting there too. He's just, his personality, <laughs> his attitude is just, 
Love it. Next Generation is by far my second. You, I've seen that series three times through and through, and I love it. Three times? Yeah, only three, I know. But it's a long freaking series. It's only seven seasons. It's long. I sit there and binge it on a weekend. <laughs> or two. <laughs> and I think Voyager would be my third. I can respect that. But I like Deep Space Nine. And the reason why Deep Space Nine and Picard are tied is because Deep Space Nine, after the first season or two, it really got into its own. And especially when they and uh, started the Dominion War, it really started developing into a very good uh, show. Yeah, I think you and I could really get into a lot and make an episode of this entire just talking about episodes. But Archon, what is? Do you have any favorites or anything that you like about I do. it? See, for me, I think that Star Trek definitely wins the war when it comes to series. Their series are definitely better than what they Disney's tried to produce for Star Wars. But um, <laughs> I have never seen Strange New Worlds. I have not seen I that. I highly one. recommend it. So mm-hmm. my favorite is The Next Generation because I grew up on that show. Me and my dad and my stepmom used to watch that show all the time. Um, second favorite was Voyager. Same reason. I watched that one with them a lot. And then my third favorite was Deep Space Nine because it like that was the first one I think I watched on my own without them and i i enjoyed it i like like rook said after like season two or so it's really starts taking off on its own and i really enjoyed that one but the next generation is far away far and away better than both of the other ones so did you know that d space nine and voyager were running tandem for many many years yeah i I didn't watch deep space nine when it was new i watched it like like voyager i remember sitting there watching the very first Mm. episode when it aired Mm. on tv but deep space nine i came back to later on and so uh pardon me i got school joe for a second uh actually they did not run tandem for many many years it's like two or three two years yeah that's not many many and then they ran for another six years in tandem it ran tandem with Star Trek The Next Generation for, I think, a year. A year, that's it. Maybe two. And then the last two years of Deep Space Nine, they ran tandem with Voyager. Voyager started in 1995. Deep Space Nine started in 1993. And then Deep Space Nine ended in 98. Well, Voyager ended in 2000. So they were about five or six years in tandem, like I was trying to explain. I'm talking about timeline. The teacher just got school. <laughs> I wasn't talking about timeline. I was talking about actual releases. <laughs> uh, yeah, actually, they did. Um, my least favorite would have to be Star Trek Enterprise. And I got to recommend Lower Decks, too, if you guys haven't seen that. It's hilarious. The crossover episode between Strange New Worlds and Lower Decks was interesting. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't make me start watching Lower Decks, and I binge-watched mm-hmm. the crap out of it. I loved it. It was animated, <laughs> but it was funny. I loved it. It's it's Star Trek making fun of Star Trek. Yeah, <laughs> with the, the peons. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, let's talk about Star Wars. What is your favorite movies or series? I, I'm not going to. I'm going to exclude series because they're not worth it. Let's talk about movies. Well, see, that's a total, <laughs> that's a whole other animal. Then I mean, see, like I said, the where where Star Trek dominates in the series, Star Wars dominates in the movies. There is there is not a single Star Trek movie that holds a candle in my mind to any of the Star Wars movies. Even the bad Star Wars movies are better than the good Star Trek movies. In my yeah, mind. that's where we'd have to vastly disagree. Yeah, because I'm sorry, but the last trilogy of Star Wars was so bad. It even was, it was bad. even the worst Star Trek movies better. Even even the actors in the new star the newest Star Wars movies say that they regret it because they didn't they were awful and they're trying to like make new ones and erase those ones they were so bad but they were still better than like I don't no. like any of mm-hmm. the old Star Trek movies the only Star Trek movie that I I really the newer Star Trek movies watch, I liked a lot the only ones I'll sit down and watch are the Next Generation movie and they the, did three the of those. Two, the, the two new ones, or the two new ones. Those are the only ones that I'll even watch. The other ones, I don't even waste my time. The the William Shatner movies, I won't even waste my time. Not even worth my time to watch. Yeah, I forgot about that uh, one. That one. Sir, oh, he forgot about the fourth. It's Star Trek Generation, Star Trek Nemesis, Star Trek First Contact, and Star... Crap, my mind just went blank on what you have. Insurrection. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it was an MSS I was even, forgetting about. Even a lot of those, I don't really care for that. I, like, I, I'll watch them, but they're not. The thing about those four he just mentioned is they were major continuations in, of the mm-hmm. uh, series. Yeah, of the series. It's kind of like how Firefly is with their the yeah, Serenity movie. Yeah. yeah. Now, the, the, the reason why I will disagree with you for the most part, or I will agree with you for most of your statement, is because Star Wars really developed their uh, world and actually told a good star uh, story. And even though they were rushed in the prequels, I actually like the prequels. Um, and it actually tells an, a story that you can follow from start to end with no problem. I did not Wars, like episode one through three. It, the political landscape of it destroyed it for me. I I did. I like I like the the original prequels, like one, two, three. I liked one through six, and then Disney took over, and then it just. Hmm. Well, there were aspects Disney, of the new movies I liked a lot. There were a few aspects that were that were decent, but then there were some that were like cop outs. Now, I, what's your favorite movie of all the Star Wars? Uh huh. See, I'm not the typical Star Wars fan, and I, the, the typical Star Wars fan would say, oh, the Empire Strikes Back is the best one. I personally liked, I would put them in order of seven, wait, no, I, sorry, not seven. I would put them in order of six, four, five, and then the prequels, and then the newer ones. So my answer would be Rogue One, and then... That's definitely in my top right there, yep. And then six, and I, then... I liked Rogue One, but I couldn't. My my biggest problem with Rogue One is if Rogue One had come out first, it would probably be one of my favorite movies. But since Rogue One came out after the original trilogy, I could not care about any of those characters like I should have because I knew that they were all going <laughs> to die at the end. I knew that they were all going to die because they're not in number four. So, like, I couldn't find myself caring about them enough because I knew what was going to happen already beforehand. And Even I, knowing that, I still got really into it and just loved the, how they did the movie. Mm-hmm. I did it really well. I, I did um, like the movie, but it, it, it would have been better if it would have came out before. See, on um, this is where me not caring a lick about spoilers is beneficial because even though I knew the characters were going to die... I was deeply enthralled and attached to the characters and was like, crap, I know they're going to die. This now, the Han Solo <laughs> movie, on the other hand, that was, movie I didn't... That, was that, that should have been a TV track. series, not a movie. I didn't really like it. That, is, that was them taking a, a wannabe series and cramming it together to make a movie because I think the concept was great. It would have been a great TV series where you're not rushing the backstory of Han Solo. And as um, far as the TV series go, the only TV series that I've watched so far that I've really actually enjoyed is the first two seasons of Mandalorian. The rest of it just seems kind of like... Yeah, I, I enjoyed the Mandalorian's first season, even the second season. Yeah. I, I didn't get into the third. I I wasn't a fan of... I haven't been... Like, I haven't finished the third. That's how much I didn't like. I canceled I didn't really my Disney+. Plus. I, I haven't watched really any of the Star Wars. The Book of Boba Fett. I didn't. I haven't even watched Andor. I haven't even watched the new Ashoka show yet. Andor just, is pretty good, but don't go into it expecting what you'd normally expect. I just uh, the I series have not really like their series. The best. Up. I'm, I'm gonna throw this out here, and I kind of mentioned it last show. The best Star Wars series, hands down. The only one that's good is the Clone Wars. I that's will the best not one. disagree. That's that the is best the one. best series. <laughs> it's so animated, for, but it's the best one. That's what I keep hearing. I never really watched them. Oh, it's so good. Now you got to go into it with them, with yourself expecting that it is a kids' cartoon. Right. However, they have a lot of adult themes <laughs> that kids yeah, won't pick up on. <laughs> it's so good. I really enjoyed it. I watched it all the way through, and that—that's the best. I actually do enjoy all of the Mandalorian. Um, I actually do really like it. And I hated Book of Boba Fett with a passion because they turned this badass fighter. And I don't care if you bleep that. (laughs) (laughs) But they turned this character that was really cool. And 
he was always my favorite Star Wars character growing up. Like Which I absolutely loved Boba Fett until that, until that. If show, they would have like, slowly shown the transition over a couple of seasons and not forced it in the first five episodes, right? It would have been great. But then they had to go in there uh, and throw the Mandalorian in there to save the season. It seemed like, yeah, yeah. Because they rushed it. I, I think they did. The From what I hear, injustice. they actually had a different script for the last two episodes. But yeah, then, they changed it. Then they had to change it and because of how bad it was bombing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that sucks. They, they wrote uh, the Mandalorian in just to make save the, save the show, save face. They Hopefully can they save. The they can save the character, but they would have to do a uh, flashback season to the space between all the other flashbacks from when he got out was with same people and really focus on this the time between from the same people to uh they i hate the fact they did it the way they did it because i don't actually now that i'm thinking about it i don't think there's a way they can save that character and honestly the biggest the a big letdown for me i was really excited for the um obi-wan series and that one just didn't deliver either all right, guys, we're going to have to do some closing statements really quick. Uh, just give me like two minutes of your last thoughts on this subject, and we'll continue, We'll close out the show. My okay. last thoughts, series, Star Trek takes it. Movies, Star Wars takes it. Video games, Star Wars takes it. Hands down. Not even close. But I'm not arguing I, that. And I will books, disagree with Star that Wars one. Ever. <laughs> I will disagree with the video game one only because SOE ruined it for me. Star Wars Galaxies was my all-time favorite Star Wars game. <laughs> um, yeah, and it, it still is great. It, I mean, if you can play it on emulator, it's still great. And oh, Star I do Wars, play it. The Knights of the Old Republic and the Old Republic are both amazing games. All of their X-Wing, TIE Fighter games, amazing space shooters, like space simulator but shooter look at, games. Look at the number of Shadows games. of the Empire, one of the best games. That's one of the best games, period. Look at the number of game, video games for Star Wars versus Star Trek. Star Trek just drops the ball there. Yeah. That's All right, Rick, what are I your last thoughts, man? My last thoughts are I, I, I love both of them, and... I can watch them. I can jump from one to the other every other episode and be fine with it. But uh, the books, Star Wars has the best novels. I've never read any books from either one of them. I I have. And the stories and the novels, the Star Trek, because the Star Trek ones could do better. Uh, The books, especially in the Legends universe, are the best in Star Wars. Yeah, Star Wars has some great novels. I am by far more, well, not by far, but I am definitely more of a Trekkie than I am a Star Wars fan. And that's because of the the series. They just, the development of the characters over the entire series is just unparalleled in most series, in most TV shows. Mm -hmm. The movies are, in my mind, just continuations of those stories. That's it. Um, Star Wars... They're one-offs for me. So the movies, they're that brief bit of action and fun and adventure, and then that's it. I haven't really gone into anything external about it, but love them both for different reasons. And that's going to wrap up our show tonight, guys. Thank you so much for listening. And if you want to get a hold of us and like-minded people and talk about everything nerdy and Starfield and everything else, don't forget about our other show, Starfield Raw. We talk about the video game. You can join us on Discord discord.gg forward slash raw r-a-w podcasts and you can follow this you can follow us on twitter on x at podcast raw and you can follow you can email us if you want to talk about what we've been talking about on the show or if you want to bring up new topics email us podcast raw at gmail.com i have one more thing about our discord people keep saying they have a hard time finding our discord go to our facebook page Raw Podcasts, I have it pinned so you can easily just click on it and it'll take you straight to our Discord. It's on our X as well. Yeah, you, you can follow. Yeah, that's the best way to do it, honestly. And you mm-hmm. can follow us individually as well. Um, You can follow me on X, a.k.a. Twitter, at the widget W-I-G-I-T. You can follow me, Rook, at Rook213. And you can follow me at the Archon 606 Live long and prosper, everybody, and have a great week. This is Rook signing off. May the force be with you.